Welcome to Takram Podcast. Is it Takram Cast? Takram Cast. Okay. So this is the second recording from our London studio. Um, I'm Yosuke Ushigome, um, one of the members of Takram London Studio, and joining me are Lucas Franciszkiewicz. <laughs> Say something. Hello. Hello. Hey. <laughs> and Ken. Hey. So um, today we're going to talk about um, one of the latest projects that we. Yeah, uh, we just released, um, um, that's a self-initiated project, um, it's, uh, it's, from one of, it's from the series called Open Call, um, where we kind of explore new ideas and interesting ideas and trends um, in the sort of, in a way that allows us to show the process of it rather than hiding all the process and then show the final outcome, we wanted to sort of expose our process to the audience a lot more, to, to be more engaging. And uh, so this project called Otto is one of the first projects that we did in this scheme. And Lucas here led this project, so I think um, I'm going to hand over to Lucas to talk about, maybe uh, to begin with, what Otto is or how the project started. Yeah, sure. Um, so, as you mentioned, we um, we started these this kind of project series of, of open calls as a kind of way to um, focus a bit more on on ideas and and concepts around new technologies um, that are not necessarily tied to to to, to industry or com commercial uh, constraints. Mm -hmm. So, uh, kind of with this first project, we are really looking into exploring our relationship to to data. Um, and uh, especially kind of kind of big data um, in relation to our body to to health data. So um, when we when we think of, um, of of our health data, what what usually comes to mind are kind of everything from Fitbits, wearables, mm -hmm. um, kind of health trackers mm -hmm. to to smart scales that uh, kind of seem to give you give you more and more detailed information yeah. about. Uh, um, how you feel or how your your body is is, is made of quantified data quantified body quantified the, the, self. Quanti the quantified self really yeah. yeah that's that's what it is um, but uh yeah that's that's a good good point because um, the quantified self or the, the this kind of this promise of the quantified self is not really to to just gather shit lots of data about mm -hmm. yourself but to make sense of this in a, in a more meaningful way so in a way this was our our initial challenge or interest um, how can we make use all the data and make sense of it in a, in a more meaningful way? And this, of course, kind of deals with um, with issues of um, of UI UX uh, of, mm -hmm. of the product, of how we engage with it. At, at what point do we engage with it? Is it is it like a wearable we can we can wear all the time, or um, something mm. tied to a space or a specific situation? So, um, really starting from. Um, from this, this this very broad idea, we quite quickly focused on on two themes. Like one is is the bathroom scale as a as a kind of starting point for most people's relation to to tracking their health, mm -hmm. and the other one is is cycling as a sport for two reasons really. First, um, because I myself a yeah. uh, enthusiastic cyclist, and I'm I'm kind of. Um, Really fascinated what is what is happening at the moment um, in, a, in a sport of cycling as a kind of um, from a technology perspective like a lot of um, technologies get embraced and uh, it's, it's um, 
yeah, it gets up to a point where um, people start arguing whether we should um, should reduce it down and kind of uh, um, get rid of um, of power meters or, or other devices that measure your your performance um, in events like like the Tour de France or other mm -hmm. bits. And uh, mm -hmm. um, then you have kind of digital services like Strava mm -hmm. um, and, and others who are kind of making use of. Um, of all that data um, mm. and uh, and pushing pushing the sport or pushing the physical activity in a, in a quite different direction. So mm. I see this as kind of interesting playground to um, to kind of think about new ideas of how to engage with that. Mm. And also, I found um, one of your uh, research insights quite interesting, which is which was I think saying something like cycling is the is the next golf or something. So cycling it's kind of looking at golf, yeah, yeah. <laughs> looking at cycling as a sort of yeah, from the, the cultural perspective it's also an interesting playground because of the rise of this health health concern and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's it, it definitely has a has a kind of premium component now. Yeah. People spend kind of easily more than ten K on a, on a bike and it's uh, mm -hmm. um yeah it's it's funny if, if you see um kind of uh, how the the market um, kind of really changed with brands like like Rafa or Panama Studio which are, are targeting a more kind of premium audience uh, with, mm. with people who are um, probably more on a CEO level rather mm -hmm. than uh, kind of just a sport enthusiast so it's it's kind of going an interesting way and then of course the um, kind of the health component um, there plays a um, plays a role role there as well and there's this nice a nice term of uh, mammals, uh, middle-aged men, and, and lycra, um, who kind of pick up, pick up cycling as a sport. And uh, uh, yeah, um, when we when we started this project, actually thought that yeah, this is our target group. Like this is people yeah. who who, um, who care about the health, um, mm -hmm. who who care about the sport, and who who want to integrate it into their life. Um, mm. And maybe this is a nice segue in, um, into talking about our, our research process. Yeah. So uh, starting with um, basically with just idea coming from um, from myself or my own experience into obviously I have to interview interview people and uh, um, and uh, cyclists on, on different levels who use um, different sorts of services and technologies. And uh, so we basically set up um, inter a lot of interview sessions with, mm -hmm. with people on, on very different levels, like from um, people who just started riding um, to uh, amateur road racers to mm. um, kind of people who got quite obsessed with it and are now kind of shifting their, their whole lifestyle into <laughs> into more, um, more sport cycling focused um, direction. Yeah, so um, mm. I think this was this was very important um, because it um, I think changed the way we initially looked at the project. So mm. we wanted to offer something. Um, not necessarily a solution, but a kind of a, an idea of a, of a product or a service or an interface um, that's for um, for yeah, kind of amateur site or people who are who are kind of on experience level of cycling. Um, but in the interviews, it quite quickly became clear that they are they basically have access uh, to all the tools the, the professionals use, um, and mm. they they make use of that. So. Uh, um, products mm. that basically help you prepare a training plan and uh, kind of have, some of them have professional coaches uh, coaching them. Um, what I mentioned before, power meters are almost almost the norm mm. uh, of uh, kind of quantifying your your output and performance. And then 
down to things to uh, track their recovery and mm. uh, um, kind of help them help them train better. Mm. So the um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting to see that the market mm. is, is is quite open in that sense that uh, you can you can access a lot of the tools. Um, the main difference there really is that um, you have to accumulate a lot of knowledge basically to make sense of all that. What does it mean if my, my heart rate is at a certain level or your your functional power threshold is at a certain mm. level and how do you train towards that? So yeah, that's because that's that's the key, isn't it? Because you're sort of not exposed to that amount of data daily mm. because you're not pro, you're mm. not living off it. So you kind of have the knowledge of sort of extrapolate the data or like a gap between the data has to be filled by your imagination or knowledge, mm. which in, in the case of um, non-professional level, you don't probably have. So that's where probably maybe how that kind of difference sort of shifted the idea or like a, made you conclude in the idea that we presented at the end. Yeah, and uh, um, I think when we, when we kind of realized that uh, um, we, just, we just shifted our attention towards, basically there's a whole bunch of people who get interested um, in that sport through kind of different touch points from starting to commute on a bike to using it for, for, for shopping on a weekend or just kind of escaping the city on a weekend. Um, and these kind of people who get into um, in, into road cycling then from a more from a sports perspective they are faced with all these um, basically uh, obstacles of, of technology and, and different services and mm. uh, a kind of certain certain kind of language use so it becomes quite um, quite intimidating to to enter that what what does it all mean um, and uh, um, how to how to translate that into into a more kind of friendly way and, and how can we make sense of, mm. of all that um, and basically what it what it means to ourselves so by just shifting uh, shifting our attention from from a target group of, of these these mammals and weekend warriors mm. to um, to people who, who basically just start out mm. um, to give them um, not necessarily a step-by-step -step guide or manual but something like like tips and uh, mm. um, uh, and, and tricks and uh, how to um, yeah how to um, embrace these uh, um, mm. these possibilities there or these technologies in a way that is, is not kind of dominating the experience but more like mm -hmm. supplementing it. Mm -hmm. So the device we created at the end is has got a kind of health scale uh, that you step on and a detachable screen which is a circular shape. And um, so it kind of it has a mode called lean data mode, right? Mm. Can you talk a little bit about it? Yeah, so um, um, as, as you mentioned at the beginning, um, our goal with this was really to just follow through or show, show a design process here. And like uh, um, based on, on our concept, we um, kind of took this idea further and made it. Um, made it tangible, basically. So um, mm. that's what we like to do and uh, um, trying to to situate it in a, in a situation. And as I mentioned, this, this scale was our starting point. So in a, in a way, we, we started to redesign that um, that scale with a, with a focus on, on, on people mm. um, starting out in cycling. Um, but uh, I guess from a product perspective, the, the one major difference is that um, the place that usually accommodates a screen or where, uh, where we usually have to have a screen on a, on a, on a modern scale um, is is a cutout so it has a hole with a detachable screen and uh, this 
offers a whole different range of possibilities that enables you to to kind of to separate both pieces and focus attention on what's what's going on on uh, on the screens and you can you can place it in in very different um, different places in your house and uh, kind of accommodate a more um, domestic routine around your life rather than having um, the bathroom case sitting in a, in a on a in the in the bathroom uh, basically all the time. Mm. So the whole idea is to sort of fit the data or the what data suggests into into the lifestyle, into the kind of the yeah, into the sort of yeah, the way that people live rather than this is a kind of center of the data and then center for your sports. Yes, um, yeah, I mean, it, it also allows for a different relationship with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just purely from a usability perspective, uh, it's a kind of, it's an awkward interface because it's, it's, it's sitting on, a, it's living on the floor. Um, um, mm. And we, um, obviously there are solutions that kind of um, pair the data with your phone and you get these, these phone representations, which mm-hmm. we um, deliberately decided not to focus on. Like mm-hmm. we wanted to, to explore possibilities of, um, of the product itself and, uh, and the attention it gets. And uh, you, you touched on this, but this kind of idea of, of lean data is, is obviously a reference to, to the sport itself, but also to our, mm. um, our consumption of data and then how we um, how we make use of that. So the the goal here was not to um, reduce the complexity of, of data. Mm-hmm. I think that's um, that's something we we kind of as designers um, and engineers have to embrace and, and make use of. But mm-hmm. um, to kind of focus on on the bits that are, are related to to our progression, to our goals itself. Uh, so the, the UI, um, UX um, aspect of this project is, is, is probably the most important one because we, uh, we mm. try to shift, make a major shift from kind of displaying numbers and, and values and, and charts and, and graphs and uh, um, represent this in a way that is, um, that feels kinda, kind of easier to digest if, if this makes sense. So mm. uh, it's, it's not about giving you a number of, of weight or fat ratio, whatever, that, uh, that is, is no relation to, um, to, how, to what is good for you, but to give you an indication of whether you're on the right track or, or not, according mm. to your goals. So um, what we came up with at the end is basically a concept for an interface that is based on balance um, and is showing you whether you are in balance or off balance um, mm. as this kind of lean data mode. So when, when a user kind of switches on the lean data mode, it kind of obscures all the kind of data-heavy objective sort of um, display mode, and it only shows the balance, yellow balance, that sort of tilts as, depending on how much you achieve towards your goal, you said at the beginning. Yeah, it's, it's almost like a, like a filter. I mean, we're not trying to kind of take things away really, mm. but to provide a different, different access and, uh, um, and and some and actually a healthier relationship with, with data something that is based on a, on more motivational aspect and behavioral aspect rather than mm. um, kind of uh, trying to match certain numbers or, um, or kind of expectations. Mm. In a way, so in the last recording about the home shrine, the crystal gazing project that we talked about, um, we also touched this uh, kind of wrapping the data into something that's more sort of relatable and it kind of feels like um, this kind of topic is kind of 
coming all the time, especially in this coming in this uh, couple of years, after this, um, you know, like a data being exploded, and then we are sort of having experiencing this information data overflow. And uh, what do you think is going to happen in terms of that sort of data, not visualization, but maybe a data sort of data representation area? Mm. Is that going? Is this kind of lean approach, reduced approach, mm. is going to sort of dominate um, the market to come? Well, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I think in general, it really will, it will, it will split a bit more than it will do now. Like data is, is always, um, mm. you can see it always in relation to something. And uh, talking about health data, something quite quite personal, mm. I think this this always will, will have a different relation to Mm. Um, to, to other data sets so I think this will become much more complex um, mm. in the future and how we deal with it um, and uh, there there works and projects we did that deal with with big data and in a kind of in a different context and, um, and provide different different touch points for that mm. um, yeah I think the, the interface will, will play a major role in, in how we we kind of yeah interface with with that data and make it make it understandable and um, that's where where the potentials really lie and I think mm. um, lean data is, is maybe is one approach out of many that, that should develop uh, over time and mm. can be kind of used and tweaked and um, and adopted in, in different ways yeah I think there's no like with this project there's there's one one of the slogans is there's there's no one fits all solution um, <laughs> with this and I think it really applies to uh, to this whole area of um, yeah of data management as well. Cool. All right. Thanks, Lucas. Thank you. And um, yeah, this is has been kind of interesting. I think this kind of topic, data and how it should be represented in user interface and experience, and also the hardware product, that's going to sort of come in uh, quite a lot of times in the coming years, which is quite interesting and exciting uh, for designers. And so maybe we can talk a little bit more about it in the future, for hopefully. Okay, so this is the second recordings from uh, our London studio and um, hopefully see you next time soon. Bye.